Hello everyone, this is Hugh Jackson. I'd like to settle a score once and for all. Tony is the strongest commissioner. On top of that, he also has the best hair, without question. What's going on, guys? This is the 58 West King Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Tony, and today we're talking NFC win-loss over-unders. Here to help me with that is my lovely, supportive, uplifting, handsome co-host, Matt Graham. Matt, how's it going? Let's go good, man. Happy to continue being here. Happy to continue to support and uplift my friends, to support and uplift their hobbies, their endeavors, and especially, you know, the hobbies and endeavors that are almost geared to enrich my life. So, you know, just coming from a place of love, super, you know, no bitterness on my end, just super happy to be here. Foreshadowing is a thing. Absolutely. Foreshadowing is a thing. Yeah, I mentioned a few positive traits there, such as, you know, lovely, supportive, uplifting, not only because that's what you really are, but also because that's what some in this league are not. Should we address these managers at some point, maybe after the uh, over-under picks? Yes, I mean... We're just getting started, and like I'm having trouble containing um, my words. But I'm gonna big boy up, big boy pants on, big person pants on. What do you want to do? Big person pants on, and uh, I'm gonna hold it for the appropriate moment. Let's get into the NFC. Well, I'm glad your pants are on because your shirt's definitely off, and you're getting redder as we talk through this right now. Uh, no, look how dark my arms are. Actually, it's pretty incredible the kind of suntan. I'm like my arms are darker than you, anything on your body. Listen. It's Southern California. I've been working all day. A lot of it outside. I just got done with a hot shower. Uh, shirts off. Air conditioner's on. I've got a nice AC vent hitting my like just off the shower dry, but not dry body. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. It's a what I said in the open, man. It's a genre. <laughs> it's a genre, man. I don't know what to tell you. I figured you wouldn't mind. How about the traps? Not bad for a big guy. It, not bad. This would make a lot of people uncomfortable co-hosting a podcast with someone not wearing a shirt. I, I'm okay with it. I'm fine with it. And honestly, I recommend we do this from now on. Our, our listeners at home aren't watching, so this is great podcasting. But my name bar that we use for StreamYard and my beard that's pretty long right now <laughs> is covering up 80% of the body I would otherwise be showing. Like you're mm-hmm. seeing, what, a little bit of my left chest and shoulder and a little bit of my right shoulder? Like that's I got a shoulder and a trap. Yeah. yeah that's it. That's all I'm going to get. I even put glasses on, even though I don't wear glasses. I just thought. They're blue blockers. They look way smarter. Way smarter. Smart enough to go over on all all four NFC West teams. <laughs> you do that again? All right, so we're covering the NFC today, and we'll go ahead and kick things off in the NFC North with the Packers. Green Bay has their line set at 11. They were 13-4 and four in 2021, Matt. You like their chances this year? I don't. I'm not going to be the idiot that takes the under on Aaron Rodgers, back-to-back MVP winner. So I'm taking the over. I am mentioning that that offense is going to have to change for them to continue the pace but that defense is so damn good that it doesn't matter how many points they score less on the offense they're still going to have enough to win most games so Mm -hmm. give me the over but i definitely don't think they're as strong as they were last year i think i would agree with you there they have the fifth ranked offensive line per pff obviously adams is gone mbs is gone they weren't able to re-sign zadarius smith but they do have preston smith back they do have jair alexander roswell douglas they're all back and they added two first round picks to the defense so I do like their chances. I think they might shift their approach a little bit to maybe more run-oriented, but that defense is stacked. They're still playing with the Vikings, Lions, and Bears in that division. So 
I will take 12 wins for them. Yep. Uh, 12 wins is good. I agree. All right. Next up, Minnesota Vikings. Their line is set at nine. They were eight and nine in 2021. What you got? Over. Taking the over of the Vikings. They went eight and nine last year with one of the most pedestrian coaching staffs and play calling that we've seen. It's just so safe. Justin Jefferson had a big year, but like you bring that coaching staff in that from that McVay tree. I am assuming we're going to see some uptick in offensive production with that, with the skill positions that they have and the defense gets a little bit healthier. So uh, yeah, I think they can get 10 wins. I like 10 wins as well. You mentioned the McVay coaching tree. Uh, So Kevin O'Connell's in, he's the former Rams offensive coordinator the last two years over in LA. They signed Zedarius Smith from the Packers. They have Harrison Phillips. They added Jordan Hicks along the front seven. So should be an approved defense. And last season, they won eight games, but they lost seven of their games by one score. So they were close. You get a couple of those games swinging their way uh, in 2022. I think they hit this easy. I agree. All right, Detroit. So we're both over so far on the Packers and Vikings. The Lions, they're at six and a half. They were three, 13, and one in 2021. Matt, what you got? I like the Lions. Like, I like where the lines are headed, but I can't be taking overs all the damn time, man. I, can't, I don't know if I want to start out with three straight overs, seven wins. The division's going to be tough. Both games against the Packers and Vikings will probably be losses. I feel like I want to look at their schedule because I'm on the fence here. Detroit Lions, first week against Philadelphia Eagles, probably a loss. Week two against the Washington Commanders, I could see that being a win. Week three, Vikings, that's a loss. Seattle Seahawks, that's a win. Patriots, probably a loss. Cowboys, a loss. Dolphins, a loss. Packers, a loss. Bears, a win. Giants, a win. Bills, a loss. Jags, a win. Maybe. Vikings. Minnesota at home, I like them. Detroit, that's six. You only need one more. Six. Jets, that's a win. Panthers, I'm... Yeah, I'm taking the over. I'm taking the over. I got a long way to get to. I'm taking the over on the Lions. It's not like I'm taking three teams to win 12 games in that division. I'm, I'm taking them to win seven. I think they're going to finish third in the pecking order of that division. I think they're going to be better than the Bears. Not as good as the other two teams. I, I just think they have enough young talent on that team. And they were talk about close games. How many games did they lose last year that were close? How many 60, what, five-yard field goals killed Dan Campbell last year? Give me the lines to uh, go over. Yeah, you just went through the schedule. I mean, we hit seven, eight, nine games there uh, that they have a good shot to win, but they have the third best offensive line, again, per PFF. They added DJ Chark, Jamison Williams to that offense. They added Aiden Hutchinson to the defense. Ankle biting should be off the charts in 2022. So I'm also on board. I went through the schedule just as you did. I like seven or eight wins, so I'll take the over here for Detroit as well. On to Chicago. Under. I don't even know if the... (laughs) I don't know what the number is. It doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter. They're, matter. At, they're at six and a half. They were six and 11 in 2021. There's some money to be made betting, folks. If you can get decent odds on Bears Under, I'm yeah. sure they're not that decent, but it's still pretty good money at this point. They're at six and a half. They were. I, I'd be surprised if they won four, honestly. Mm-hmm. New coaching staff in, new regime. They trade away some talent. They're clearly not playing for this year. Justin Fields has a bottom five, if not worst, offensive line. Mm-hmm. He has a bottom five, if not worst, skill position group. The defense traded away a little bit. Like there's, it's like a sinking ship just slowly going into water. And Justin Fields is like Jack Sparrow on the, on the front of the ship waiting to go off onto the dock. So I have the actual uh, lines here. So it is uh, minus 130 if you take the under. Okay. Offensive line, they're 
second worst, so number ranked 31st. They did sign Byron Pringle as their number two wide receiver. Don't they have Nikhil Harry now too? They do. This smells like a tank job. I'm skeptical. Sucks for Justin Fields. We'll see how he does in year three, I guess, right? I don't think he'll be there in year three. I don't know if they have the draft capital to move on, honestly. They have a first round pick next year. And if they lose this round, if they lose this year, the way I think they might be, they might have top two, top three pick next year. I think they will be a top five candidate. Yep. And they have a new head coach. They have a new GM there. I feel bad for Justin Fields. He's, he might get a raw deal out of this, but we have overs on the Packers, Vikings, Lions, and we're both in agree agreement that the bears are going under. So Correct. we're in line so far. Let's go ahead and move on to the NFC South Tampa Bay. Their line is set at 11 and a half. They were 13 and four in 2021. Matt, what you got? 11 and a half. So we're going 12 wins. We're looking for yep. at worst a one game regression. The problem is the NFC is still the NFC. They play the AFC West, which is difficult. Mm-hmm. So that's tough because that could be four losses right there. Mm-hmm. And they get the AFC North as well. So Ravens, Bengals, Steelers, Browns. No Godwin for se- ah. Leonard Fournette is fat. I heard this on another podcast. I can't take credit for this, but like in 2022 is, is athlete training camp body shaming the only acceptable body shaming that's allowed in America in 2022? Because it's like celebrated. Like talking shit about players who come in fat to training camp is like mm-hmm. this great thing where everywhere else in society it's not allowed. I mean, we're either body shaming Bill Gates and Elon Musk or we're body shaming athletes. It's one of those two things. So, <laughs> Good point. I'm going under. Going under. All right. This is, this is, it's 11 and a half, right? Yeah. I think they win 11 games. I think that's about right. I think they go 11 and five. I'm going through the schedule here. They have tough games. They open against the Cowboys. The Saints always play them difficultly. They play the Packers, the Chiefs. They'll win. They'll beat the Falcons. They'll probably beat the Steelers. The Panthers, they'll win. But then they play the Ravens, the Rams, the Browns, the Niners, the Bengals. I think they win 11 games. So I, I thought that I think they drastically underachieved from that over under mm-hmm. standpoint, but I'm taking the under. So they're minus 120 on the under, plus 100 on the over. So, But they won 13 games last year. Wasn't a perfect season. They dealt with a little bit of injury. They do have the number four ranked offensive line per PFF. They did lose Gronk. He retired, allegedly. I think he might be back. Skeptical there as well. Obviously, you mentioned Godwin coming off the ACL. Might not have him to start the season. Possible pup candidate. They did sign Russell Gage. They added Akeem Hicks and Logan White, who are replacing Namadong Sue and Pierre Paul. Logan Ryan also added to the secondary. If you remember, they had trouble staying healthy, so they'll take any depth they can get there. You mentioned they're playing the NFC West and the AFC North. The only trouble teams I see uh, within those divisions are the Rams, the Bengals, and the Ravens. I don't think Trey Lance is going to give this team problems from the NFC West. Within their division, they're going to win five or six of those games, so I have no issues there taking the over. This is where we differ. First one. And I'm an idiot. I bet against Tom Brady and the fucking <laughs> and the Buccaneers. Wow, way to go! Uh, there's also something to say. I mean, everybody. I don't know the coaching change. It's a little interesting. I mean, we like him as a defensive mind head coach, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I guess offensively, it's Tom Brady's system. So That's good. Matter. We we have to differ some. We can't be in line for all these. I know, but it's not good for me that it's on the Buccaneers and Tom Brady. That's fair. All right, New Orleans. Uh, they're next. Their over under is set at eight. They were nine and eight in 2021, so they won nine games. What are you going with, Matt? They won nine games last year. They did. Uh, I'm taking the over. I think Jameis is, from what we saw of him last year, he is just fine. Yes, they lose Sean Payton, but that coaching staff has been there with Sean Payton um, as long as Sean Payton's been there, so they're not going to change up too many things. There's a lot of talent still on that roster, a lot of talent still on that defense. 
Um, I like I like Jameis. I like some of those pass catchers he has, especially if Michael Thomas decides he wants to play football or that his ankle can handle it. Give me the over. I could see them winning. What's the over under at right now? Eight. It's at eight. I nine. I they can win nine games. Offensive line isn't good, so they're ranked number twenty one per PFF. You did mention some phenomenal pass catchers. If we get even, I don't know, 70, 80% of Michael Thomas. Jarvis Landry's there. He's a reliable veteran. Chris Olave, right? You got the upside there uh, out of Ohio State. I don't know about the college pedigree. You know, be better if he was from UCLA. Yeah, those Middle Eastern schools are difficult. Those schools out of the Middle East are tough. I don't even I'm, know what they're teaching in the Middle East right now, honestly. I couldn't tell I, you. I feel like we should we should pivot from Middle East to Mideast. Mm-hmm. It's because it's not Middle West, it's Midwest. We should just say Mideast. I think that's gets our point more across without trying to inflame the situation. No, 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 no. We, you need to inflame it. Okay. 100%. Matt, please, I hope you're listening. Capital M, it'll capital E, East. Correct. Yeah, so Saints secondary, they added the Honey Badger and they added Marcus May. A couple departures there, if not upgrades, at least lateral moves. So defense overall is a strength for the Saints. So I do like the team. Obviously, Alvin Kamara is still there. Jameis Winston. I don't mind it. I'm taking the over. Sean Payton's gone, but you mentioned they hired from within. So there should be some continuity. So I'll take nine to 10 wins for the Saints along with the over. All right. Now we're moving. Now we're moving. Now we're moving. Next up, the Carolina Panthers, their line is set at six and a half. They're five and 12 in 2021. What you got, Matt? Carolina Panthers are at six and a half. Correct. Or just six. Six and a half. Got to go seven. Or you can get six, though, because if six is where I think they're going to be at, I go under, right? I think that Baker Mayfield is a marginal upgrade over Sam Darnold. They play the AFC West and they play the AFC North. And those are difficult divisions to play. So, mm-hmm. and in division, they aren't, I think they lose to the Bucks twice. They may get lucky enough to split with the Saints and they probably beat the Falcons twice. But then outside of their division, they're probably going to lose the Cardinals. They're probably going to lose the Niners. They're probably going to lose to the Rams. They're. <laughs> They're, yeah, I'm taking the under. Uh, I don't see a whole lot of wins on this roster. I do think that they're better than they were last year, but I don't think that's going to show up in the WL column. Uh, Baker's getting a downgrade at offensive line, right? He goes from the Browns top five, arguably, to the 24th ranked offensive line per PFF. They did add Corbett and Bozeman, but still bottom of the barrel for the NFL. Uh, Baker's going to start, obviously, so the offense should be somewhat competent, especially with CMC back. DJ Moore's still there. Robbie Anderson's there. The defense did add Ioannidis, Littleton, and Woods, but the schedule, as you mentioned, they get the AFC North and NFC West. So those wins are coming against maybe the Browns, pending the Deshaun Watson decision right on that suspension. Falcons twice, so it's three. Seattle, four, maybe Pittsburgh. Uh, Mitch Trubisky isn't you know, up to what Mike Tomlin wants him to be. And then maybe the Lions, but we like Detroit, right? So I just don't see seven wins. That's six if you count Detroit. Also, I'm going with the under. You never want to bet money on a coach coaching for his job to get it done. <laughs> oh, he's out after the season, Matt Rule. Yeah. So uh, that's, a, that's a hard part of it, too. I mean, B- Baker gets a downgrade offensive line, but he gets an upgrade in his shoulder not being broken, right? That might help a little bit, but how long is that going to last with... He's going to re-break it, for sure. <laughs> Probably week one. Miles Garrett's going to tear him apart. Oh God. oh, God. Poor Baker. Poor Baker. All right, moving on to the Atlanta Falcons. Over-under set at five for these guys. They were seven and ten. With Matt Ryan in 2021, what you got? Under. Easy. Under, easy under. I like AJ Terrell. I like Kyle Pitts. And that's about it. Their roster is just very underwhelming. It's untalented. Mm-hmm. They're obviously in rebuild mode. Mariona's kind of a stopgap 
they're probably going to be coachful enough and not make that many mistakes where they're probably not getting blown out every week. They're not going to win games. Yep, I think I'm leaning the same. Uh, speaking of bottom of the barrel offensive lines, the Falcons are 28th in the league going into the season. They go from Matt Ryan to Marcus Mariota and possibly some Desmond Ritter action. They'll probably want to see some of that later in the season. Don't like that. Top five, 2023 draft pick candidate. Easy under for me, probably somewhere between a tank job and just an overall bad team. All right, let's go ahead and move on now to the NFC East. We'll start with the Dallas Cowboys. Their over-under is set at 10. They were 12-5 and five in 2021, Matt. What are you taking? Over-under is 10? It's 10. Over. Over. Well, they did not get better in the offseason. They kind of just doggy paddled, right? They kind of just treaded water while they lost some blood. Mm-hmm. They lost some players. That being said, their schedule, I mean, they've got some easy games on the schedule. Like we play the AFC Souths, the NFC West, the NFC East plays the AFC South this year. Like they open up against Tampa and Cincinnati. I think they could beat Cincinnati, quite honestly. I'm seeing Cincinnati progress a little bit, but let's say they go 0 2. They're probably going to beat the Giants. They're probably going to beat the Commanders. They may lose to the Rams. They'll probably beat us. They usually have over the last few years. Then they have the Lions, the Bears, the Giants, the Colts, the Texans, the Jags. I'm going over, but probably just over at 11. I mean, I think 10, I'm almost tempted to push. If I'm being honest, but it's such a bad idea to push. I'm not going to push, but I'm going to take the over. Yeah, I looked at the offensive line. They're actually ranked six. So a lot of those guys are gone. It's not the same as it was like three, four years ago, right? Travis Frederick retired. They lost a couple other. Lyle Collins is gone. So not the same. They do still have Zach Martin and Tyron Smith. I think they'll get back to running the ball a little more. Uh, CD is ready to take the next step. Obviously, Amari Cooper's gone. Dalton Schultz is playing on the franchise tag, so he'll be motivated, right? playing for that fat contract. Uh, Zeke and Pollard should form a solid backfield. And Kellen Moore is back, so there's some continuity on offense. And on the defensive side of the ball, Dan Quinn's returned, so there's some continuity there as well. Don't really like Dan Quinn as a head coach, but I think he's a good defensive coordinator. Agreed. 11 wins, I think, is a reasonable outcome for this team. I'll take the over. All right, we're moving on to the Eagles. They're at 9.5, so over under at 9.5. They were 9-8 and in 2021. Over. Their schedule's easier. I'm going through it right now. Like the Cowboys play the Chargers. We don't play the Chargers. Like there's a couple of those games that aren't on the books. The Eagles open up against at Detroit Lions. They'll be favored home against Minnesota Vikings. They'll probably be favored at Washington. They'll be favored home against Jacksonville. They'll be favored. They'll be favored in the first four of their four games, maybe three of their four games. Then at Arizona, no D hop. They'll probably be favored Dallas. Say they lose to Dallas. Then they play the Steelers, the Texans, the commanders all in a row. There's a lot of big chunk wins coming out. They play the Colts. That'll be a close game. Packers will probably beat them. But then they, play, they finish off the season. Titans, Giants, Bears. <laughs> Cowboys will win. And then Saints and Giants again. So it's over. It's probably an easy over for me. They're probably going to end up somewhere in the 10 to 11 range, mm-hmm. fighting with the Cowboys for control over the division. Jalen Hurts, obviously, is the big question mark, how he continues to grow. But the team has done absolutely everything they can to support that growth and give them the best possible chance. Gave him a true number one wide receiver, allowing his last year's number one wide receiver to fill his role. The mm-hmm. offensive line is top five. The defensive line is surprisingly top 10 with how, how they're going to rotate. And then with James Bradbury, the secondary will be good enough. Harry Roseman has done a phenomenal job. Not only did they set Jalen Hurts up for success in 2022, if Jalen Hurts doesn't pan out, these guys are set up for one of those inbound rookies. Yeah, right? we have two first-round draft picks next year. So they're able to pivot, and that, it makes me angry. Because the Eagles are your team. <laughs> They're in such a, 
a good position. It, it's funny because Howie Roseman, in my opinion, has probably been one of the most consistent GMs. Obviously, Bill Belichick, but even him, he has his draft issues. Howie Roseman has been one of the most consistent GMs for the last 20 years. And like he got a bunch of shit in 2016. Fired Andy Reid. Traded up and drafted Carson Wentz. Guess yeah. what? They won the Super Bowl the next year. <laughs> like They haven't been back since, but that's fine. He still won it. So, I don't know. Shout out, Howie Roseman. Great GM. You mentioned they traded for A.J. Brown. They got a true number one. They drafted Nicobe Dean and Jordan Davis, so the defense is kind of fortified uh, on the front seven. They signed Hassan Reddick and James Bradbury on the secondary, so got to like what they're doing on defense. And of course, you didn't mention it, but they have the number one ranked offensive line once again going into 2022. So I'm also on it. You went over the schedule. I like six or seven wins you know, through the Washington Commanders, which that game's at home in week 10. So you need two or three more wins for the rest of the season, the back half. I like it. Give me the over. Also, the coaching staff, new coaching staff last year. I kind of like the coach staff. Young, fun, different vibe. You know, I, I kind of dig it. I, I don't hate it. Yeah, maybe they hand the ball off a few more times and Miles Sanders. We'll see. I'm telling you right now, if you have best ball, draft Boston Scott with your last pick. He'll win you one week. He's good for one win. All right, moving on to the Washington Commanders, the worst functioning team in the NFL. They're over under set at eight. They were seven and 10 in 2021. What do you got? Is Carson Wentz worth two more wins? Because there largely wasn't that much change in the roster otherwise. In fact, I would say that their roster just got older. Like, there's not a whole lot of exciting young talent on that team. Terry McLaurin is good. He's exciting. Chase Young. Chase Young, but he a couple yeah, other like injury. pieces on the defense. But I'm going under. I'm going under. I've gone two overs in the division. I like the Cowboys and the Eagles tend to either split or the Cowboys win, but like, the last couple of years, Cowboys and Eagles have dominated those in-season games. Mm-hmm. I think both teams went 2-0 and against the Giants and the last year. Well, uh, Commanders last year. Just bleep it out. Just bleep it out. Just, <laughs> I can't help it, man. It doesn't help that it's not a WC for the logo. It's still just a W. They added Carson Wentz. Uh, they drafted Jahan Dotson. They also get Chase Young back, you know, returning from injury. They're middle of the pack, so 15th ranked offensive line. That's a downgrade for Carson Wentz, obviously coming from the Colts. I can see eight wins looking through the schedule. I do like Ron Rivera and Scott Turner, so they return. Got the continuity there. I just don't feel great about a Carson Wentz-led team. Makes bad decisions, puts the team in bad positions. Yeah, I'm also on the under here. So we really have the Buccaneers as the only... That's it. So far, it's just the Bucks that we differ on. Yeah, I think we're going to be on the same page for the rest of these teams. Moving on to the New York football giants. They're over under set at seven. Four and 13 in 2021. Matt, what do you got? Under... New coaching staff, I feel like I don't see it. I don't see it. Going through the schedule now, they play some difficult games. A couple easy ones, but overall, they've got a tough schedule. Uh, I'm going under. I think they're probably going to end up somewhere around five or six wins. That'd be my guess. And that's if uh, Flores, I mean, Dable can get the most out of Daniel Jones. <laughs> yes. if, if Jones keeps doing what Jones does and it's not taking care of the ball, that offensive line, which is graded pretty high in PFF, I think it's like top 10, maybe top 15. But there's a chance that it doesn't quite come together the way it's supposed to. Uh, Joe Judge, that experiment's over. Thank God. Enter Brian Dayball from Buffalo. Uh, you said Brian Flores. I made that joke on Twitter a couple times, the Brian Flores thing, Brian Dayball thing. No one gets it. How does nobody get it? I'm glad you do. I'm glad you get it. On this very pod, I went on a rant about how ridiculous it was that old man Belichick went through his phone and was like, Brian got that job. All right. Congrats, Brian. Shit. Always put the last name in your contacts. Always. Even if he would have put Brian D, it would have came up first before Brian mm-hmm. F. He just had Brian, Brian. You think he sweated it for a second? was like, what if this isn't the right Brian? 
because I'm assuming there was two Bryans next to each other. Mm-hmm. Maybe even more. There might have been 15 Bryans. There's probably like six players on Twitter. But like, my name's Brian. He texted me too. I don't know what the big deal is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was good. Hopefully people will start to pick up on it. Otherwise, I just look like a more of an idiot than I already do. We'll make the joke for each other. It's fine. Giants are also middle of the pack. Uh, number 18 ranked offensive line. They did add Lewinsky, Feliciano, and then Ricky Evan Neal. On defense, they added Kayvon Thibodeau, who joins Ojolari and Leonard Williams, which should be a pretty formidable defensive front. For the schedule, I think we already mentioned it here, for the uh, NFC East, they get to play the AFC South and the NFC North. So the Giants have games against the Jaguars, the Texans, and then the Steelers. I like that matchup for them. They also get uh, Washington twice, which they're getting at least the split, right? So that's four, maybe five. They play Seattle. They play Detroit. They have Chicago there. Again, we like Detroit, but that game is at MetLife, so they have uh, the home field advantage there. I think it's within reach. You're going with the under. I'm going to take the over. So we've got the Bucks and the Giants so far. Ooh. Okay. All right, moving on to the NFC West. Los Angeles Rams defending Super Bowl champs. Their over-under is set at 10.5. They were 12-5 and five last year. They lose some key pieces. I don't think it's going to matter much because they brought in some things as well. Looking through the schedule here, maybe they lose to Buffalo in week one. But they're beating the Falcons. They're beating the Cardinals. They're, they'll probably lose the Niners just because you lose the Niners. <laughs> they always do. Probably beat the Cowboys. Definitely beat the Panthers. Maybe win one of the Niners games. The schedule isn't easy. Ooh. Yeah, the NFL did them dirty. Opened up against the Bills. Hold on. I might have to go through this. I might have to legit. I thought it was going to be an easy over for me. It's not an easy over anymore. It's a tough schedule. And So under at 10. So let me count your wins here. I think you're beating the Falcons. You're beating the Cardinals. I'm going to give you the Cowboys game because it's at home. I'll give you the Panthers. I'll give you one of the Niners games. Okay, that's five. I don't know about the Bucks. It's at Tampa Bay. I'll give you the Cardinals. I think you guys can sweep the Cardinals. I don't have high hopes for the Cardinals this year. That's six. Saints, seven. Chiefs, nope. Seahawks, eight. Raiders, maybe not. Packers, maybe not. Broncos, no. Chargers, no. Seahawks, nine. Ten. I'm going to go under. All right. I'm going to go, go under on the Rams. I don't feel great about it. I don't feel great about going under. But how many times do the Super Bowl champions miss playoffs? Let me help you feel better about your decision. Bobby Wagner was tagged with a six-game suspension for testing positive for a performance-enhancing drug. And uh, Bobby Brown, another member of the, the defensive side of the ball, suspended six games. So they might be off to a slow start. They're missing some pieces on defense. Yeah, Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald. They open up against Buffalo. That's a rough go. No Sebastian Joseph Day. Yep, he's gone. He leaves. You got you have A Rob though. You have Allen Robinson. I don't care what Allen Robinson was last year. I could see Allen Robinson and Cooper Cup putting up more points as a duo of wide receivers than any other duo in the league. Would not be surprised. So you have the under. All right. I'm going with the over. I mentioned they're twelve and five last year. They had a rough stretch in the in the middle of the season. Uh, Robert Woods went down. OBJ came in, but he was kind of slow to start. So still picked up 12 wins. It wasn't the easiest schedule last year. And San Fran was good. Seattle had, when they had Russell Wilson, they were good. The Cardinals were better last year than they're going to be in 2022. Offensive line, top 11. So 11th ranked offensive line per PFF. Didn't have any draft capital for the draft this year, but they still made a splash this offseason. You mentioned Allen Robinson. He's coming in. He's going to replace Robert Woods, maybe some of OBJ's production. Not sure what OBJ's doing yet, just yet. They re-signed Troy Hill. They brought in Bobby Wagner to lead their young linebacking core. So I like that. Obviously, they're missing him the first six games. I looked at the schedule. I have them losing week one, but still picking up at least 11 wins. Okay. All right. That's fair. That is the third over under that we're on opposing ends of. So moving on to the Cardinals, 
Their over under is at eight and a half. They were 11 and six in 2021. What do you got? Under. DeAndre Hopkins is missing six games. Christian Kirk goes out of town. Everyone's happy about Marquise Brown. You know how many times I watched him drop touchdown passes from Lamar Jackson? And I feel like Lamar Jackson got all of the smoke and got all of the hate for the lack of production out of that receiving core. Mm-hmm. Yes, Lamar Jackson is not a refined passer by any stretch of the imagination. But I saw him put some balls on Hollywood Brown's hands that were just flubbed into the ground. And that was all on Marquise Brown. Like there was a game where Marquise Brown had like two touchdowns. He could have had five. So Kyler, will he stay healthy the whole year? I don't know if he does. He has, they have an outside shot at making this number work. I'm taking the under. I think that coaching staff is not that great. I don't think the play calling has been superb. I think the GM's trash. I, I, I don't have a lot of hope for the Cardinals as an organization and their offensive line's not good. I don't know. And they get D hop's going to miss six games and he's your biggest advantage over every defense you play. And you're missing them for a third of the season. A so. good chunk of the year. Yeah. I'm going under going with the under, you mentioned the O line. They are the 25th ranked offensive line going into 2022. So not optimistic there. Uh, they did trade for Hollywood Brown to replace Christian Kirk. There's some continuity there. They played at Oklahoma together. Chase Edmonds is gone. Chandler Jones walked uh, secondary wasn't addressed. That was an issue for them last year. And also looking at the schedule, I don't, know if, I don't know if you're clicking through that. They open up against the Chiefs, the Raiders, and then the Rams, and they don't beat the Rams. I'm knocking on wood. Um, so that's a realistic shot at 0-3 to start the season. I'm thinking 0-3. Not going to help them get to nine wins. I'm also taking the under. Next up, the Seattle Seahawks. I think this is an easy one. They're at five and a half. They were 7-10 and 10 last year with Russ in and out of the lineup. What are you going with? Under. Surprise, I might take four NFC West unders this year as opposed to four <laughs> NFC West overs. Taking the under, maybe outside of the, the Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, great wide receiver duo that they have, they may be the least talented roster in the league. The offensive line is horrible. At quarterback, it'll be some combination of Geno Smith and Drew Locke. Uh, running backs, Penny came on late last year, but... We'll see if he can do anything behind that offensive line. The defense has just been bleeding pieces away. They invested two first-round picks and a lot of money in Jamal Adams, who is a great blitzing safety, but not great in coverage. Yeah, it's a rough go for me. It's going to be under. (laughs) Yeah, you said their offensive line is not good. It is the 32nd best offensive line per PFF going into 2022. Not great, Matt. That is not great. I'm not high on Metcalf or Lockett. For the season, I'm not high on the running backs there. You mentioned Rashad Penny. Can he stay healthy? I don't know if it matters. Ken Walker's there. Bad offensive line. They're going to be in negative game scripts early and often. I think this is just an easy under. I like this is a team that should be looking to trade DK Metcalf by the deadline, right? To get some draft capital back. But he's not going to be used. Load up on draft picks, yeah. He's not going to be used. They need the draft picks. They f***ing need them. Yeah. They traded Russell Wilson away, and they still only have one first-round draft pick next year. Like... (laughs) The Russell Wilson draft trade essentially almost covered up for the Jamal Adams trade. Like it almost greased it over. All right, moving on to the San Francisco 49ers. Their over under is at 10. They were 10 and 7 in 2021. I wanted to go over, man. I wanted to because I, I don't want take all four. No, doesn't feel right, does it? Doesn't feel right. There's no way. We go through this in real time with the fans at home, all of you loyal listeners that aren't in our fantasy football league. We have week one at the Bears. Okay, that's a win. Week two at home against the Seahawks, that's probably a win. Week three at the Denver Broncos, probably a loss. Uh, At home against the Rams, could be a win. They beat the Rams. 
That's just a Shanahan thing. And it's without Wagner. It's at the beginning of that couple suspensions. Mm-hmm. I'll give them the nod there. At the Carolina Panthers, that's four. At the Falcons, that's five. At the Chiefs, nope. At Los Angeles Rams, I'll give you guys that win. At home against the Chargers, they probably lose that. They probably beat the Cardinals, even if though I still think they I think they might win both games against Cardinals. I think they beat the Saints. Uh, the Dolphins, I'll say I give them a win. I'm at seven. They're going to lose the Bucks. They'll beat the Seahawks. They'll beat the Commanders. They'll lose to the Raiders, and they'll probably beat the Cardinals. I'm at 11 wins. Mm-hmm. And the over-under is 10? It's 10. I'm right there. You went through the schedule came to the same conclusion. Through the first six games, they're 4-2, and two, worst case, 5-1, and one, best case. I got to go over. I'm going over. Yeah, middle of the pack, so 14th ranked offensive line going into the season. Trey Lance likely starting who is in good hands. I think they came out today and said, Jimmy G's good to him and his agent are good to start looking for suitors for a trade. So starting job is pretty much set for Trey Lance. Uh, we've seen what Shanahan and friends did for Jimmy G the last few years, what they've done for, you know, Robert Griffin going way back. And then Matt Ryan in Atlanta, he bumps up his quarterback's floor and puts his players in positive or good positions to make plays. I think that's exactly what he's going to do for Trey Lance. I also like the over after going through the schedule. Through the NFC, the only differences Matt and I have are Tampa Bay, the New York Giants, and the Los Angeles Rams. Not bad. Last year, we made bets on all of our picks, and I'm going to be doing the same this year, probably on FanDuel. Are we wagering anything head-to-head? We have to. Uh, I Let's, you know, within reason, let's let uh, the people who listen to the league decide, maybe. I mean, within reason, I'm not going to get um, an asshole tattooed on my forehead or a penis tattooed on my mouth. That's not going to happen. But, you know, something within reason. I'm trying to think of ideas off the top of my head. I, I, I don't know. Maybe I... Matt already has one of two of those things. He can't have both of them. <laughs> yeah. I, I got a beard for a reason, guys. <laughs> I got a beard for a reason. <laughs> well, uh, we'll come up with a couple of legitimate candidates. Options. Let them vote. Let them vote. And then we'll throw a poll up with uh, our actual over-under picks. I don't know why I like the going out to a on a date with a blow-up doll at a local restaurant. I don't know why I like that so much. I think it's so funny. It's really good. All right, let's go ahead and move on to our brand new segment. In this all new segment dubbed Ungrateful, Hurtful, Nasty, Ugly Managers, we just made that up, we'll be venting our frustration about our disloyal league mates. We'll be relieving some of this pent-up negative energy, and we'll be exposing the truth about a handful of 58 West King managers. First up, Brandon Beisner, a.k.a. Meaty Clackers. We asked for productive feedback for the league this week, suggestions on how to improve it. And what do we get from Brandon? Add offensive linemen. That's all we got, just that comment. We also... Ask the league to listen to our latest episode, 149, I believe, 150, which had the draft order in it. What do we get from Brandon? I'm not listening to this garbage. Just just no support. None. Zero support. Nothing but abrasive, toxic, low-T, disloyalty, and I'm just upset kind of reliving and going through these comments. I'm hurt, Matt, and I'm probably not going to recover. Yeah, it sucks because Beiser's been on a couple of the episodes. You know, he was on the holiday special with me, which is one of my favorites. I think the listens are decent on that as well. So, you know, the little bit of fame that this, you know, 
Brandon Bisner looks like if an afternoon nap had a face. <laughs> and for him, you know, for the little bit of, you know, credit and worldwide recognition we tried to give him on this platform, for him to call us garbage, not even listen to us, you know, it, it is what it is. We're going to go through the next manager and then I'm, I'm going to save the ultimate goal of this whole thing. I don't know if any of them listen, to be honest. I think Nate does because he podcasts himself and he understands the importance of supporting friends. It hurts. You made that comment. Uh, it got the juices flowing. I think Brandon looks like if a Nickelback poster were a person. Yeah, he is the photograph. You got to be better. You got to do better, Brandon. Moving on. Second manager that we're going to discuss in this in this segment. Josh Callis, a.k.a. Dak to the future. Again, we asked the league to listen to the show to see where they're drafting from. It's in their best interest, right? And this is what we got from Josh. My phone doesn't play this podcast, exclamation point. You're a goddamn liar, Josh. This podcast is on almost every platform, iPhone and Android. Seriously, we're on Apple, we're on Spotify, Google, Audacity, Amazon, Pandora. We're on all of them. Check it out and give us a subscribe, a follow, a five-star rating, the full gambit. A second thing for Josh here. After I graciously gave the league in this in this thread from Josh the timestamp where the draft order started, Josh had the nerve to tell us he only listened to the picks. Couldn't even lie to us. At least make us think he listened faithfully to the entire episode. Just more hurt, more pain. I was this close to blocking him on Facebook. I still am. You know, he's walking a fine line. Yeah, it um, it hurts because Josh was the best man at my wedding. I was the best man at his wedding. I'm going to be his son's godfather. Close, close. Um, you know, and uh, I flew to Ohio for his wedding. To the Mideast. That's not that's not an easy flight. To the Mideast. But I, I made the trick without my wife. But made it out there. Celebrated his wedding with him. Had a great time. You know, and for him not to support the podcast, it, it, it hurts. Mm-hmm. He texted me maybe five seconds after you posted the Facebook link. Hey, guys, we just uploaded a new episode on a podcast we created for you fucks. Go listen. And also, while you're listening, we I know that you're not you're normally not tempted to listen to these, but we incentivize it a little bit by putting in the draft order in just to try to try to get the I'm saying grease the wheels a lot today. That's what it was. And he texted me, what's my draft position? Not, hey Matt, how's your day? Here, let me let me go back to the conversation. Yesterday at eleven fifty one in the morning, when do I pick? Last text before that was on July 12th. So not even a, hey, Matt, how's your day going? You know, good morning. When do I pick? And I said, listen to the episode. Just tell me, goddammit, you are the godfather of my soon-to-be-born child. Our bond goes beyond podcast numbers. At least I thought it did. And I responded, I thought our bond included supporting our friends no matter what. Like when I drove to wake you up so you could answer your phone to schedule an interview for Home Depot. And then he responded, my phone doesn't get that podcast. <laughs> I assure you, Josh, that anywhere you're listening to The Athletic and Ringer, that you can also listen to the 58 West King podcast. Mm-hmm. I know that we don't have the football knowledge that Josh Callis has, but assure us when it comes to fantasy, we have more championships than you. Speaking of championships, Matt, you know, there's something the two managers we just talked about today have in common. Oh, I know. Neither of them have won a championship in this league, so... So what I believe is going on here is that there's a lot of built-up frustration, possibly some sexual, that these guys are taking out on you and I and this podcast and ultimately our listeners, right? Right? You're, you're not wrong. And 
we talked about them too specifically because they're the ones that you know wayne had a nice comment at all he was like like the first episode not great i was like first episode this is episode 149 <laughs> he's like that wasn't your first time and then and then i responded yes podcast is like sex i'm just as bad now as i was on try one facts shout out to my beautiful wife anyway i don't getting to a bigger point i don't know that many of the managers listen to this podcast i we're fairly certain nate does but we're not 100 percent sure that he listens to all of them he's not jake from so he's not drafting with us here's a test we, we agreed upon this and i figured out how i'm going to make this work so this is coming from me this is my challenge to any of the people listening to this it's way deep in the podcast we're not going to mark this nope. it's just a little easter egg for you the first person in our league that hears this and text either Tony or me a selfie with themselves holding up a drugstore Viagra or a liquor store Viagra. You know those like Rhino Tough? You know what I'm talking about, right? Those mm-hmm. like little bags of pills. Mm-hmm. They're supposed to get you hard for long. If you take a selfie next to one of those, I will pay for your entry into the league this year. If you've already paid, I will refund you your money. I will cash app sell you that money so that you're in the league for free this year. Wow. So balls in everyone's court. I'm going to put a limit on it, though. Whatever day this drops, I don't know when this is going to drop, so I'm not going to say it. Whenever the day that it drops... How many, how many days do they have? A week. If seven days. That's plenty of time to work a full 40-hour schedule, some drive time to listen to this, support your friends who made this for you. And whoever proves that they are the first person to support and listen to this podcast in our league, it's going to get free entry of the league. What do you think, Tony? You think the challenge is fair? I think it's a fair challenge. I don't think anyone's going to get it. Nate, maybe, but we'll see. He's in Vegas. He's busy right now. We'll see. Selfie. A selfie with you smiling. You don't have to be smiling. You could be sad because you're buying them. You don't have to buy them either. Just a selfie of you holding up the little drug, drug store, liquor store, gas station pills. Yep. Is that too, you think that's too embarrassing for someone to do? They're not posting it to social media. They're sending it to you or me. So They are up by the clerk, so that might be difficult to pull that off. Worth the amount of money, though, I think. If for whatever reason you struggle with that, and they're not allowing you to do it. Sneak into the aisle that sells condoms and take a picture next to a condom. But I got it's got to look like it's in a like I got to see like bags of chips behind your head or something to know that yeah. you're there. That you didn't just have them at home. So I'm willing to be flexible on that. But free entry of the league, I think it's a big deal. There you go. It's deep in the podcast too. We're like 40, 50 minutes in. So guys, this is directed back at Josh and Brandon. At some point, you just have to take a look in the mirror. Take a look in the mirror and understand it's not Matt. It's not me preventing you guys from winning a championship. It's your lack of fantasy football skills. It's your lack of fantasy football skills and your lack of support for your friends. Probably first and foremost, actually. But it's not too late for you. You guys can turn this around. You can start listening to the show. You can go to your local Best Buy and you can subscribe to the show with all of the phones there. That's certainly a start. That's a fair start, right? Yeah. If I'm being honest, I think it is too late for Brandon. He's not going to win a championship in this league. He is 32 and 47 lifetime and 0 and 2 in the playoffs. Josh has 10 playoff wins. And he's eight games over 500, so he's probably going to break through at some point. But Brandon, I get it. You're not winning a championship. You're mad. You're taking that on us. But at some point, you got to accept some of that blame. He's a donor. He just donates his dues to the winner every single year. And yeah. we need those guys. We just would like you to listen to the podcast as well. Please. That's all. Help us. Any closing thoughts, final thoughts, any dad jokes? I got a, since we're on a dark note, I got a dark joke for you. Um, I was the anti-vaxxers four-year-old crying. He was having a midlife crisis. I didn't come up with it. I came up with one of the jokes that I've said on here. No, that's good. All right, guys, that is all we have for you today. Thanks for tuning in once again. We do appreciate the support. We're going to do the AFC win totals 
over under episode following this one. So stay tuned for that. For Matt, for the Flat Earth and Interstellar Space Travel Departments, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Everybody fits into the genre. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm gonna I'm gonna assume you're quoting something. It's a TikTok thing. You should clip it. It's uh TikTok people will know. Can you do it again for the good people? I may have hit record a little late. Yes, I'm topless. It's uh you know, topless with a backwards hat. It's a genre. It's a bad bitch genre. Not everybody fits into the genre. Uh, I definitely got it. I just wanted you to do it again. That's good. Oh, okay. Well now you got a back to back. Woo! Oh, what are you going to tell me next? You have heart? You got a lot of drive? You got that dog in you? I got God-given talent, son. That's a good outro.